and there she is, smoke pouring out of the back of the house, right? <laughs> it smells like and she, and and she says to my mother and points, look, look at that, look at the house is on fire. Welcome to Achieving Failure, a podcast that gives you a break from politics, popular trends, and just brings you good old life stories and adventures. I'm your host, Chris. And join us each week as my friends and I reminisce over stories who made us who we are. And now on to the show. <laughs> so, you know, when a mom wants her daughter to have a boyfriend, I'm, and we're talking <laughs> kids now, we're not talking about teenagers, you know, I wanted her, her, her little girl was Denise and my name was Dennis and she wanted a boyfriend for little Denise. And she invited me over to this strange birthday party. <laughs> I told my mom, I said, I'm not going there. I don't want to. She said, you should go. You, well, you, how old were you? Oh, sorry. Yeah. You were talking like, how old were you? Yeah, you're not I don't know. I'm eight, seven, six. Uh, I don't know. We're not so very you're old. You're still kids. You're still like kids. Little so. kids. And she comes over and, and you know, a bunch of kids are there doing stuff. And all of a sudden, I feel like I get this pain in my butt. And the mom is behind me. And I okay right, maybe i'll move over here i don't know i didn't put the two together right after about three or four times i got the message she's pushing this pin up my butt and i'm and i'm looking she's laughing while she's doing it and and i i, I you know for the life of me even the, to this day i'm not sure what affliction causes such a a, a response but um if that's how you get people to like your daughter boy i don't know i just uh that was something. Yeah, it was really a pip, for sure. Do though. So th this could uh, dovetail with the previous AV stuff. So so as AV as AV nerds, they're they're you're down there to serve a purpose and to take care of equipment for for faculty. One of them was this ancient technology called Ditto where you would make copies of things like tests uh, of course everybody knows what a xerox or a, a copy machine is you know but many many years ago they didn't have that technology they used something called dittos which was a was a sheet of paper and on it you you wrote your let's say you were doing a test and you wanted to make 30 copies of that test so you you'd sit down and you'd handwrite the test on this ditto master and then you'd bring the ditto master down to the AV department and one of the AV nerds would help make copies for you. Or you could do it yourself, but the point is that we provided that service. Well, there's another service we provided. When you were done with the ditto master, you walked away with your 30 copies, let's say, but the ditto master was used up and you threw it in the garbage can. The teacher would throw it away. Well, you know might be able to get one or two more copies out of that ditto master. And since it was an upcoming test, it had value. Mm. And that was something we kind of put together in a little compendium called, uh, you know, Mrs. Burke's upcoming math test. Like, uh, are you taking that this afternoon? Okay, get your ass down here. We have two copies. All right. And uh, so we provided service above and beyond just the average one. And uh, you give kids a, an inch and they take a mile, like you know, with the little privileges of having a small office and then doing all these other unscrupulous things. One day, Bobby comes in and he says, um, you know, we got a refrigerator. I said, what do you mean we got a refrigerator? Yeah, we got a refrigerator. 
I said, well, what's it being used for? Well, they put the film in it. You know, we're, we, you want to keep the film uh, uh, preserved. You know, we've got about 50 rolls of film there, and they've taken pictures and football pictures and things, And but there's still room for some other stuff. I said, well, yeah. He said, we, we got to have some breakfast. Put some orange juice in there and breakfast things. And when we come in, we're always the first ones in. We have some breakfast stuff in there. And I said, oh, that sounds like a good idea. So I'll bring the orange juice. And he says, but um, I need a, a couple of things. Maybe you could go to the store and get some vanilla extract. I said, what do you need vanilla extract for? <laughs> uh, talk about being naive and stupid. He says, yeah, it, it's good. It adds a little flavor. He says, an uh, old recipe. Uh, I said, well, okay, what do you need, like one bottle? He said, no, I, I need about like 10. I said, 10 <laughs> bottles? I, I said, oh, okay. All right, I got 10 bottles. They were, they were cheap. I, I go there to the, the supermarket, and the lady goes, why are you buying 10 bottles of, of extract? I said, uh, my mom needs them for a cooking thing. And if anybody doesn't know, almond extract is 99% alcohol, okay? And like 1%, you know, flavor. So Bobby comes in and he says, yeah, oh, good. Let's load it. So he puts every one of them in one bottle. And uh, he said, now this is going to taste really good. And I said, oh, you know what? This does taste really good. And long about 8.30 and classes are starting, we're already soused. We're gone. We're, we're, we're like flying high already. And uh, everything starts up. We're giggling. We're going down. The, you know, we're having a grand old time. He never even told me at that point. And I said, finally, my mother says, you did what? I said, yeah, Bobby said, get the bunch. She says, you're doing something wrong here. This is not the right thing. So I refused to get it for him anymore. I said, I'm not getting you this alcohol stuff. I, I, I'm on to you. He says, that's no problem. I found a way. He started bringing in vodka from home. And uh, <laughs> and we'd have our vodka and um, orange juice in the morning. And, you know, one of the perks of, of being there in the audiovisual department, right? You want a mimeograph? You want a vodka tonic? What do you want? What, what would you like? Well, that was one of the first times I actually drank besides like trying your Zima and everything was my friend. Funny enough, it was, I was at my friend's house and he, he said, Oh, I got my father's handle of whiskey. And I don't even know the hell kind of whiskey it was. But we're like, well, what are you putting in? He goes, oh, I got orange juice. Whiskey so like, and orange juice. Ugh. Yeah. Mm. Well, I didn't know any better. I kind of thought, just thought that's what you do. We're like, well, how much do you mix? Well, just mix whiskey and you, orange juice. I hope you threw up. I pretty much did. It was yeah. it was actually pretty fucking disgusting. Yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't even good whiskey, too. I mean, when you were a kid, it just whiskey tastes like whiskey. It's trash. And that was one of the first things. And I said, people drink this? This is the sky. And we just had to just pound it. And I was just like, this is terrible. Like, this is god awful. And I remember, and I remember afterwards, I had to ride my bike home. I don't know. Mm. It was a couple blocks away, but just riding your bicycle home, you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. it's just like. DUI on a bike. Wow. Yeah. It's, know, I'm 16, you're, 17. You're ahead already of just completely. I, just, I remember I had to come home one day, and I, I, I remember specifically, I came home, and you're like, you okay? I, I got a yeah. stomach ache. I'm oh, going to go. And I just know, took like a five. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. I took like a five hour nap, and I woke up. It's 11 o'clock at night, and I'm like, oh, gee, what the hell just happened? Mm. Not good, not good. But there are temptations, and uh, and uh, and sometimes that's what when you find out what kind of person you are uh, with uh, with 
access to every room in the building. We, we really had free reign of our high school, which is really too much for young people. I mean, it's just, it's way too much. But we're curious, we're, you know, we're technical, we want to know things, we, you know. We knew the sub-basements, and uh, we knew more about that place than most people. And one thing we did know is we knew the combination to a big safe in the building. And the big safe housed documents that were very sensitive, and they housed all of the final exams. And... I said, I want to find out the combination to that safe. It was a challenge. I had to find out. So it took us quite some time, but periodically somebody would go to that safe and they would open it and put stuff in or take stuff out. And we had observers there that would watch. And we it took us a long time to get a series of numbers and combinations. And we kept trying until we got it. And... It was that one fateful time where after hours, virtually nobody's there and we crack into that safe and we open the door and right there in front of us, it's June, probably June 12th. And right there are all the exams and we could just go take whatever we want. And I look at these guys and we're all, you know, salivating to get the test for physics because we know that's a tough one. And I said, you know what? We're not going to do this. This isn't going to happen. I said, no, nope, we're closing this door. This is the wrong thing to do. Said, Are you kidding? We got all this stuff right here. You're not going to miss a copy. I said, uh, you, you know what? We'll, we'll take a picture of it. I said, we don't have anything to take a picture of. Just stop it. We don't have a phone or anything. There, there was in those days. You had to have a camera or something. I said, no, we're not doing it. We're closing the door and you're going to fail or sink or swim on your own. That's it. So. You know, that was a that was a big temptation. There was a lot of people against me, but I said, we can't do that. So I said, at least not while I'm here. I said, if you know the combination now, I'm, I'm walking away. I'm not doing this. So sometimes you have to have principles. Maybe that was stupid, huh? I did okay in physics anyway. Remember the last time going to Disney World? I had a lot of fun in 98. That was ages ago. You two complained all the time. You and your sister complained all the time about, this is horrible. I hate Disney World. So this costs like $11,000 and you're complaining about it, right? <laughs> like a hot dog is forty two fifty, dollars You know, and you're complaining? <clears throat> um, I always liked Disney World. I always thought it was a great place, you know? Not sure if the company is a great company anymore, but the, the place is great. And we learned that we would never want to live in Isle of Palms where the humidity is 200%. It's impossible, but it is. And uh, giant frogs cling to your glass panes on the on your doors and windows. A strange place. Well, but... well, didn't you have a really good friend that even that mother was really weird? He was super skinny. I think uh, Larry's mom, I'm pretty sure at this point, looking back, was uh, like a perpetually on drugs. I'm, I'm, was it like I, a hyper, not a um, hypochondriac. It is uh, Munchausen. Munchausen, my Munchausen. I don't know who that is. I well, the Munchausen, the one where you're like, uh, my kid's always sick. But I, mean, I don't think he was that that he fit that scenario no i'm um or she was just an absolute fucking lunatic um 
she was um, sedated most of the time. Nothing seemed to really rile her up, which is unusual. And, and proof of that was one day, uh, Larry comes over and says, my mom said, could you come over? Uh, and I said, why? Uh, something's wrong. I said, okay. And um, I said to my mom, I said, you better come because I don't know what this is all about. And I'm like, I'm five years old. What do I know? Right? Now, was and he down the street? or He's across the street. Oh, okay. So my mother goes across the street and uh, and there she is. Smoke pouring out of the back of the house, right? It smells like and she, and and she says to my mother and points, "Look, look at that! Look at the house is on fire!" And no emotion, no none whatsoever. I said, the house is on fire. And my mother said, "Did you call the uh, the fire department?" She said, hmm, uh, "No, no, I, I don't know. Could you do that? Could you give a call?" He said, uh, "You know, just the strangest." Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, there was another strange family. Nothing there was. Uh... Every time Larry came to, over to be with, you know, to play with me, he was across the street. I'd have to check his pants and his hand. I'd have to pat him down. He would always steal something. <laughs> I remember going to his house once and I found like half of this, my toys were in his house. I said, Larry, how did you get that? I, I, I just borrowed them. I, I said, oh my God. So, you know. Just funny little things. I don't, I, maybe those are normal. Maybe everybody has friends like that. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think anybody has friends like or at least a clip, yeah, though. Yes. No. I do know we had a neighbor that asked my mom if she could borrow her vacuum. So my mom, being a good neighbor, says, sure, you can borrow my vacuum. And a week goes by. And then uh, my mom says, could I, could I get my vacuum back? I, I need it. She said, oh, uh well, I used it as, a, I traded it in on a new vacuum for me. And she said, well, what do you mean you traded it in? I gave it to the the, the, the Electrolux guy. And, he, you know, he gave me a good deal. She said, but that was my vacuum. Why did you? It, uh, okay, I don't know. Hey, it's Chris again. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Come back each week as we dive headfirst into more misadventures. Find us on social media, and if you have a story you'd love to share, shoot us an email at aflvpodcast at gmail.com. That's AF, Achieving Failure, LV, Las Vegas, podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you all next week.